0: Okay, um, now I'm going to shift gears to talking about the WNBA. Now, the WNBA has been around since 1996 and it is currently 2022. Um, My thing with the WNBA versus the NBA is just that, you know, when it comes to American culture, when... You Know you have with you what you started in the middle of the 90s and what was going on in the NBA in 1996? One that was the start of the what the second year, I don't think, yeah, that was the start of Jordan's second repeat. So at that point, some of the NBA's popularity. I would say had tapered off, but this is not coming from somebody that was watching basketball or hell, was even around that long in in the world to just know a whole lot of it. It's just that I, remember, I know that 96 is when Michael Jordan and the Chicago Bulls, that was the first year of the start of their second repeat. As I know previously Michael Jordan had retired from basketball to – Play for the Braves um, after his father passed, passed away. So, in that time period, from 1996 to now, when the NBA was already, you know, globally one of the biggest uh, sports in the world. Because, you know, like I said, from 96, you had Jordan. And everything that happened from then, you know, you had the Spurs dynasty after that, with starting in '99. And, you know, you had the Lakers in between it because the Spurs never won and their temperatures back to back. Like, all their temperatures was years in between from '99 to what, 2003 to 5, 7, and I don't think they won again to so 14. So, a lot had, ha- had happened in this time period. But I say all that to say this. The NBA, I think, you know, I, I'm not no, you know, Notre Dame is on this shit. I just know it was an NBA and then it was an ABA. And either the ABA went out of business or they dem- or they merged, so the NBA has been around for a long time, and that's you know with when segregation was still in, you know, with Dr. with Dr. King, all this stuff, all the from there. I think the NBA might have been with the forties or the fifties, all the way up to now. And that's a lot of that's a lot of um room, that's a lot of ground to make up on. And it really comes down to not just the lineage of the NBA versus the WNBA, but it comes down to the NBA just being a more exciting product. And not with it just being a more excited product, but also that it's been around long and longer. Therefore, you know, with the dream team, it exploded the NBA to where they're to the where they to the point where they make the money that they make today. Because it wasn't always like that. Like they wasn't the NBA players wasn't always just making uh getting two hundred million dollar contracts and all that type of stuff. Like Michael Jordan Michael Jordan didn't start making no real money until his last couple years in the NBA where he started making $30 million a year. Before that, his salary was trash as well. And that's why they called Michael Jordan the savior of the NBA because they were starting to struggle with Bird, with Bird and Magic and then Michael Jordan came in and then he took shit to another level. And everything, and everyone has paid the wave since then. From after Jordan, you know, you had Shaq, Tim Duncan, Kobe. Now you got LeBron, KD, Steph Curry, and then you go on and on. Whoever gonna be the next face or whatever, you can say Giannis, Jai, Jason Tatum, Book, whoever you want to say. Um, but I think that's been that's been the main component of. It. And then also, if you really, if you really want to make a change on that situation, you got to be willing to sacrifice. Like either we, either we not finna play. We not finna play unless y'all willing to play ball but, and talk about this contract and revenue. But for it, it would be unethical for them to do that because the reason why they don't make the money that the NBA players make are not only because of popularity, but also they don't bring in the same revenue that the NBA makes. And for me, that's the biggest caveat of the situation. Because I mean, until you get, you know, a generation talent as a WNBA player that's You know, doing shit like the boys or until you get a couple of those. I don't think it's going to even out to being the way that they want it to be or, for better yet, the way it should be. Because I have seldomly, seldomly watched the WNBA and I know a few players. You know, I know Candace Parker can hook. Um Maya Moore, Diana Taurasi, Sue Bird, Lauren Jackson, uh Ella Della Dunn, Skylar Diggins, like those are some of the main stars of the WNBA. And I honestly feel hell, some of them probably could play in the W in the, in the NBA just because the NBA has become more of a finesse product, of course, you still got the Giannis' dunking on people's head. You still got Joy on you know, on the block, going ham every night. Still got jokic to a lesser degree going ham in the paint. Um, Still got LeBron freight training down the lane, getting to the rim. Like, you still have physical aspect to the NBA, but it's more finesse based off the um, impact that Steph Curry has had on the NBA as far as teams shooting more threes and playing a more finesse game. Also, the rules have dictated that as well to make them play a more finesse game. Um, But I think it comes down to revenue and popularity. Now, you know... You could go there you could you could go to strike route even though they just signed the new CBA in 2020 that doesn't end to 2027 you know you could now when that new collective bargaining agreement ends that's something they should talk about well we just gonna be in the lockout that's how they should look at it because like in the NBA, it's been rumblings about it. You know, I've heard on some of the shows, you know, where Brian Renhorse and Walsh, um, even Perk to a lesser degree, talk about, hey, when it's time for them to start talking about the money, when they collect the bargaining agreement come up, some shit about to change based on the things that's been going on the past couple of years, and, hell, even the shit that's been going on this season, like uh, with James Harden and Ben Simmons, you know, Ben Simmons refusing to play and doing all the goofy shit he did uh, at the beginning of the season with uh his phone being out and stuff. Like, it's gonna be some conversations that's gonna be had and some shit that's gonna be shooking up when they go to talk, when they go to the table to talk. But I think that's what the WNBA players should do. When it's time to talk about money, that needs to be about business. Or we're not gonna play. And You know, you could take that approach, but you also got to know that the reason y'all don't make the money that y'all make is not because, you know, the people that's in power necessarily don't want to give it to you. It's just that y'all product just not as popular because I won't say it's good because at the end of the day, the NBA at times turns into a three point shooting contest. And it ain't the greatest thing to watch. So, I think that's the route they need to go in order to get the shit that they want to get out of the situation. Like, you might, it's a possibility y'all could go down the Kaepernick route. That's a possibility. It is. But it's also a possibility you could get the shit that you want out of out of the situation because i read earlier that it is it says while the wnbas average salary is about 78,000 the nba's average is a whopping 6.4 million that's a big ass gap And I'm a little ashamed of it. Now, I haven't read into it enough to tell you, you know, how the inception of the WNBA came about as far as how their salary cap was set up, how much money they started with their players going into the situation. I can tell you that. But I do know 1996 was a long time ago. Okay. That was twenty six years ago. Now I don't know. Of course they are WNBA stars, but I don't know because also it's it, it not just about the just a pro- it's not really just about the product in itself. I don't know if the WNBA have had those all-stars. And when I say all-stars, I don't mean anything that got to do with basketball, just personality wise. Like the swag, the swag that Michael Jordan had or the swag that Shaq had. Kobe, LeBron, um Allen Iverson. Like, Ivan Iverson changed, like, the whole shit after Michael Jordan. So, I think that's a big part of it, too. Because, you know, before I was, you know, grown enough to know, to dive into the WNBA, the only recognizable WNBA player I've ever seen, you know, before Candace Parker, Maya Moore, and um Della Dunn, Ella Della Dunn, um and all those type, and Diana Tarazi. Well no, Diana Tarazzi and uh Leslie what I can't remember her first name. I just know her last name, Lizzie. You know, that, that, that goes to my point of what I'm saying. There hasn't been a whole lot of um recognizable faces in the WNBA. I don't know if they haven't ever marketed them right or had the funding to market them the way they could, but Donna Tarazzi and I can't remember her first name. I know I know it's Lizzie. I know she used to play for the Sparks, number nine. I can't think of her name at the time. But that goes small point of what I'm trying to say. I think that also goes into it they haven't had enough stars, you know, personality wise to drive the WNBA. Because, you know, like I said, we had MJ. But before MJ, we had Larry Bird and um, Magic Johnson. And Magic Johnson was one of the most flamboyant uh, personalities in the NBA. Hell the NBA history for that. Then you got Shaq, another one of the big characters of the NBA. And then you got Kobe, T-Mac, AI, Um, just that whole wave to, you know, Bruin, KD, um, um, Melo, you know, we just have plenty of stars in the NBA, and we also have the superstars. Like I said, when I say superstars, I don't necessarily mean, you know, skill, talent, or ability on the the basketball court. I'm just talking about personality-wise. I think that's also why the WNBA hasn't been able to break that glass ceiling and been able to be the global monster that the NBA has been. I feel they haven't had the star power or the superstars to, you know, captivate audiences to watch their product. And like I said, with more revenue equals more pay. And I feel that's been one of the main central problems of the WNBA. But um, I want y'all to let me know how y'all feel about it. Because I don't think unless, unless something like that start, starts to happen or, you know, until they get superstars or find a way to better market their superstars or until it's time to go back to the table and talk about the CBA negotiations and they're willing to um, sacrifice games or the season or whatever unless they get more pay. If none of those things happen, they're just going to be where they are right now. And that's purgatory or a mediocrity. So, I just think that sacrifices need to be made or better plans need to be put in place to advance the sport forward. But uh that's all I got on this um feel free to like share and comment on this situation. Um I love to hear y'all feedback on the situation, but that's what I got on it and we're going to move along. The shine the the Watson. Um first of all, congratulations to my brother for collecting that bag. That 230 million over five years, you know that's nice. Um, also glad you know, of course he had a no trade clause in his um, contract, so he was going to pick his situation. And the Browns, even though with the Browns being a dumpster fire for the majority of their existence, um, that's a good situation. Um, you know, of course they still got time to add weapons out there. I know they tried to fall Amari Cooper from the Dallas Cowboys. Um, you got Peoples Jones out there, you still got Kareem Hutt and Nick Chubb in the backfield. Um, you got Njoku um on the defensive side, you still got Miles Garrett, um, and the young secondary they got back there. So they're they're definitely a good team. Now, whatever happens with him, you know, depending on, you know, he's going to be suspended. That's just what it's going to be. How long that is, you know, majority of the shit that I've heard is them basing um, his situation off Ben Roethlisberger's situation uh, back in the day. And I think they said uh, Ben got, I think, six games or something but I think that was just one separate incident and you know with Deshaun having 22 allegations over his head I would say he would probably get half the season so I really think that's of course anything can happen over the next couple of weeks cuz you know we're basically at the start of the off season for the NFL you know of course Becker could be traded anytime from now to the trade deadline next season. Um, but to get out of all the football stuff, um, to start with Deshaun with the allegations. To me, it was just funny that then none of those allegations come, no, did none of those allegations start until Deshaun said he wanted to, he wanted out of Houston. um, that's just funny timing to me, and it always made me look at the situation with a side eye. Not to call none of the ladies liars or anything like that. It just was funny timing to me that as soon as he decided he wanted to trade out of Houston, all those allegations came, and they continued to pile up over time. Um, that's one. It's one of those situations where. He is now gonna be subject to um public opinion. And public opinion sway sways one way or the other. And whether he's found guilty or whether he's found not guilty, he ain't gonna be able to get his name back. Because if he's found guilty, then the people that are already think he's a piece of shit gonna be validated. If he's found not guilty, then even those people that still feel that he did that shit, they going to feel he got off, he paid somebody off for some shit, you know, like some R. Kelly shit or something. Um, but yeah, you know, Deshaun is one of the best young quarterbacks in the NFL. I think he's, what, a year younger than me, um, so I just think that it's one of them murky situations where, you know, the Browns is one of it's definitely one of the most thirstiest things I've seen. You know, with the contract with the contract they gave him. And they even went so far as to just for the fact that he might be suspended, they decided to and the new contract they just gave him, which is Smart on their part and ensuring that they get him in the building and you know, and something that's beneficial for him. And the fact that he gets suspended, they only made the first year of his contract, which is this year, one million. They backloaded it. So, therefore, if he is to be suspended half of the season, which is the most likely avenue. The most likely out the most likely um, damn, I'm fucking up trying to recorrect myself. The most likely outcome of the situation that it won't hurt him financially as far as losing those uh money checks. Um gang checks. I don't know what the fuck I'm talking about. Um, but yeah. I want y'all to let me know how y'all feel about the situation. Because you know you either feel one way or the other, or you're feeling different because out of the the situation is an ongoing process as we speak, so for you to feel one way or the other, I wouldn't necessarily say you would be wrong. It's just that if you fall too hard either way, you could look like a jackass <laughs> um. But I'm definitely happy to see him be able to move on to another team because, you know, with all the things that the Houston, Texas owner said as far as M.A.'s running the asylum and, you know, the whole thing with uh, with Cully as far as them hiring him just just to appease Deshaun. And then when Deshaun still wanted to trade, they fired him, and then you could clearly see that the only reason why they fired they hired Cully was to either appease the Rooney Rule or to appease the shun. And when he still didn't want to play, they fired him after one season, in which the team, although was trash, they were in damn near every game, um, going down the stretch till the end of the season, but. That's the topic for another day um I'm definitely happy to see him um move on. I don't think with him possibly being suspended, I probably would say you probably need to look out for the browns in two thousand twenty three instead of twenty two um you know, of course, anything could change from here and now, you know he could. Um, be found guilty of any of those 22 and hell, go away go away for a while. And the Cleveland Browns will have egg on their face, but that was the risk they were willing to take to have a quarterback. you all know what type of talent that Deshaun Watson is, especially over Baker Mayfield, who other than – like Skip like to say so much, them 11 games in 2020 or 19, whichever year that was. Other than that, for the most part, Baker Mayfield been a dumpster fire. I know he was kind of hurt last year, but out of them other years, he wasn't that great either. Um, But I'm happy for him. Um, You know, as just a black person and a black man, I pray that he didn't do all this shit. Because um, it's not only going to look bad for men in general, but especially black men. They already think we all out to get them. I'm not necessarily just saying white people, but there's already a negative stigma of black men in America, or black men in general, in, in the world since. But I hope that... He's innocent and he didn't do none of these things because for the most part, before all of this shit happened, Deshaun was a model citizen, never got in trouble, um, really, on anything that I know of on our radar, he was a model uh citizen in the NFL. So, of course, he's never going to get that reputation back, but he can, you know reform it, you know, just like Michael Vick had to, um, uh, with the whole, with the whole dog fighting scandal. When he came back, you know, for the most part, Michael Vick was squeaky clean from that point on until, you know, his career ended a couple of years ago with the Pittsburgh Steelers. Um, but yeah, that's all I got on that topic. Um, Y'all feel free to let me know what y'all think on it. Um, But, yeah, that's that. Um, And we're going to move on to the next one.